0: Good morning. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so excited. We're talking about what gratitude means to you. And um, I want to first apologize for my voice. I've been sick. The fun never ends, doesn't it? But this is just the way it goes. And you get to hear my nice, calm, Low voice, and it's just a delight, isn't it? So, um, I want to get started right away. I want us to consider what makes us thankful, what a gratitude practice looks like, and how to cultivate this state of mind, and why that even matters. I'm also thrilled to be introducing our November gratitude challenge for both adults and children and kids. So, I hope you'll stick around. That'll be at the end of the podcast. So, welcome. I'm so glad glad you're here. So we are coming up to the month of November. And I know you're probably thinking this seems really early. But I wanted to get this out because we're going to start this challenge. And I want you to know about why gratitude matters in the time of Thanksgiving. And I just think it's a great time to talk about gratitude. We know the word gratitude is derived from the Latin word which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness, depending on the context. And in some ways, gratitude encompasses all these meanings. Gratitude is the thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, we acknowledge the goodness in our lives, right? And in this process, we recognize that the source of all goodness lies, at least partially, us, all in us, right? But it it also, the source lies um, outside of ourselves as well. And so, as a result, gratitude really helps us connect to something larger than ourselves as individuals, whether to people, nature, a higher power. To me, it's um, to God, it might look different for you, but really our gratitude practice as a family really helps us understand and know all the good that is all around us, the good that comes from God, or whatever that higher power may be for you. So researchers Jeffrey Fro and Giacomo Bono define gratitude as the appreciation people feel when someone has done something kind or helpful for them or when they recognize the good things and people they have in their lives. And I really like um, Robert, Dr. Robert Emmons' work. He's a leading researcher on the impact of gratitude and he calls it a social emotion because it really requires to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people. But I also think it goes beyond that gratitude. Gratitude is a personality trait, a life orientation to notice and appreciate the positive in life. That's a beautiful sunset. It's a rainbow. It's feeling overwhelmed by the beauty around you. I sometimes feel a lot of my gratitude practice comes from food. I feel such an overwhelming sense of gratitude for the food that's been prepared or if I've prepared it. So it's really just rewiring your brain's to see the positive, to see something to be thankful for, even if you're, for example, your flight's delayed and you feel overwhelmed, you still can be grateful that there you have the money to purchase airline tickets. This is always in my case. or You have the ability to Leave your family and come back renewed and refreshed. And so it's really an orientation and shifting the focus away from um, what's wrong to what is right in this moment. And it's really rewiring that brain from negativity towards optimism and not blind optimism, of course, but it's really just an orientation. People who practice gratitude face problems and challenges for sure in their lives, right? But We do it with a sense of resiliency and ability to reframe the problem for possibilities for growth. I um, am, again, this, this Dr. Emmons, they found such interesting and amazing things about gratitude. For example, when adults regularly practice gratitude, and, you know, I, um, did a research project on this around gratitude journaling. There are physical, psychological, and social benefits. Now, these are also benefits for children, but this was research that was done on adults. So, I'm just sharing what they found, and then later we'll talk about that. So, the physical benefits include a stronger immune system. You're less bothered by aches and pains because, hey, at least you can walk right this is always my at least I can walk now or when I broke my foot I kept thinking like well at least it's not worse at least it's not so it's really interesting to think about it they have lower blood pressure they have increased participation in exercise and taking care of their health and longer and better sleep quality who doesn't want that right the psychological benefits of what um, are important to me um, as well include a higher level of positive emotions, including joy and pleasure, a greater sense of being alive, alert, and awake, increased optimism and happiness. Reduced anxiety and depression, increased resilience, more patience, greater motivation to achieve personal and professional goals, right? Like, this seems like a lot. This seems like something, oh, yes, I'm going to get behind this. The social benefits include greater helpfulness, generosity, and compassion, right? Increased capacity for forgiveness, greater tendency to be outgoing. I don't know if that's a good thing. It just is a correlation, but higher relationship satisfaction. So I always say that what you focus on, you get more of, whether that's in your relationship with your significant other, whether it's in your relationship with your children. The greatest thing that you can do is shift your orientation from, ah, like get it together to I see you. I notice you. I notice you're trying. I see you trying. Really that it's that gratitude for their them as a person, what they are, that focus is what you'll get more of. We know that from applied behavioral um, interventions. So it's really just taking science and applying it to our lives. We see more altruism and fewer feelings of loneliness and isolation. So that seems like a giant list, right? And something that who wouldn't want to be a part of that? And I I am most excited about this because as you know, I love the study of brains and gratitude really involves neural responses in value sensitive regions of the medial prefrontal cortex. There's been a lot of research um, and and it's so excited because we exciting because we can see from fmris that gratitude truly changes our prefrontal cortex um research uh this this research study that if you're interested um send me an email or direct message me on instagram or facebook so i can send it to you because it's fascinating they showed the changes um in the fmri images after six week gratitude practice you guys this is so exciting um, so we know from the research what it does for kids or for adults, but let's talk about kids. So research on gratitude with children and teens has only been carried out recently, but findings suggest that many types of benefits found in adults who practice gratitude regularly also apply to young Young people, kids, teens. For example, a study that followed 10 to 14-year-olds over four years found that those who exhibited gratefulness tended to be happier, more optimistic, less depressed, less likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, more satisfied with school, their family, and themselves. And gratitude also appears to positively impact students' performance, um, in academic per- performance, that is. Teens who exhibit gratitude tend to have higher grades than their less grateful counterparts, and more they're more engaged in schoolwork, hobbies, and their communities. Sixth and seventh graders who regularly kept gratitude journals reported greater satisfaction with their school experience, a finding that is associated with more eagerness to go to school, and a belief that they are learning more. Who doesn't want this, right? We also know that gratitude supports self-awareness. So we, when we have a deeper awareness of our thoughts and feelings, we are really able to reflect mindfully on our experiences of gratitude. So if we choose to express gratitude, we also enhance our confidence, our optimism, um, and this really, this is, this applies to kids but adults as well. And then we also know that gratitude supports relationship skill development. So think about it. When you express gratitude, students establish and maintain healthy relationships with others. Planning and carrying out acts of kindness towards others also strengthens these relationship skills that we're trying to teach them that they need to learn to be, have emotional intelligence and really succeed in life. And then we also know that gratitude supports emotion or social awareness by considering the intentions and efforts of those they are grateful for. So we're asking them to use one of those 11 executive skill areas of metacognition in all of these areas. Kids develop social awareness. In particular, they develop the ability to take the perspective of others and emphasize, empathize with them. That was an easy word for me to say, right? So how do we do this? How do we get a gratitude practice alive in our family? Well, I believe it begins with yourself. We know, as I said before, people who express gratitude regularly tend to have higher levels of life satisfaction and hope. And we know that expressing gratitude is easy and and accessible way to take action to increase your well-being. But here's the thing, when you're focusing on the good, we are modeling that for others. We model gratitude and deeply know it so that we can teach our children and others. What we focus on in ourselves, what we focus on on in others really matters and it changes lives. So there are many ways to express your gratitude. The first is a gratitude journal. This is a well-researched tool for increasing our experiences of gratitude um, and the positive benefits associated with it. Use a notebook to write down three things per day that you're grateful for. Many like to do this before going to bed at night. I I actually do it in the morning. Um, I just take my daily journal and um, write the five things I'm grateful for all, all, all year long. But um, we are also having a gratitude challenge during the month of November. It will be available for you to download on our website, jessicastong.com. And I will be posting this to the Lives of Courage Instagram and Facebook pages during the month of November, so I hope you're following. But this is another way to get to gratitude. So it's really, you have these prompts, these questions that will help you explore what matters in your life. And what is important to you? What you're focusing on, and it gives you just at a time and space to pause and reflect on what's important to you. So whether you do that in a journal that you keep year round, and you just do these questions, it's up to you how you. Um, structure this. What I find also, so I have my own, and then we have a family gratitude journal to keep track of what we're all grateful for, what the kids are grateful for, most importantly. We keep this journal in our dining room. We do it at dinner, not every night, of course, but the times that we're there and not running around. Um, And it's really like our dinnertime tradition, but it could be a bedtime routine to take turns sharing with your kids or your loved ones what you're grateful for. You can do this with your significant other, your spouse. Um, you can talk about what they, what they see, what you see, what you're grateful for. The other thing, my kids love to go back through it and see what they said a year ago. Um, it's so precious. I still have Henry's. He had made a leaf um, in first grade, and he was thankful for iPad technology, his family, money, and his house. I, I probably will post this to Instagram because it's so sweet. The other thing I want to say about this is don't censor what your kids. This is hard to do. What your kids um, are grateful for. A lot of times they begin on the surface level, they begin with things like their new shoes or their iPad, that seems to be a running theme, or a specific YouTube channel or um, a game. And I I know this is the way to getting to true gratitude, right? So, we just shape. We model. We shape. We don't shame their answers. We don't even make comments on their answers. We just write it down. And sometimes I've noticed over the years that um, their answers can get quite creative, right? Or they can be, they can come up with some real doozies to see how far you're willing to go. And we just smile and say, that's a great thing to be thankful for. I'm thankful for XYZ, which is never materialistic in this um, case, or sometimes it is, and just model that for them. The other thing that we're going to do is a um, November calendar for kids so they can it's a gratitude calendar it's available to download again at jessicastog.com and we just have one word prompts they can take pictures uh take photos, draw pictures, even have their own journal if they want um, on these areas. So one is like family, so they could take a picture of a family member that they're grateful for. And it really, I love the idea of photos or drawing because it really helps them be present in that moment and and, and see and feel and experience. Um, But we use all the things, right? Because what we want to do is capture your attention, capture the kids' attention, and make this a lasting practice. This isn't something that just happens in November. Conveniently we are doing this November challenge but I want this to continue year-round because after listing all of the things that we see that gratitude supports and helps, who doesn't want that, right? So here goes. Your homework this week is to join us for the kid or adult, or both gratitude opportunities, those challenges, share with us what you're learning, explain to us why this matters to you, and think about the premise, this is your takeaway this week, what you focus on, you get more of. And this is, you can take this as a law of attraction, you can take this as whatever you want, but I know from my life and what I've learned in graduate school, studying rat behavior, well, really people's behavior, that what we do focus on, we get more of. So focus on the positive. Focus on what you want to see more of. And that comes with gratitude. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you have a courageous week. I can't wait to see you next Tuesday when we have our Courage in Action interview with Jenna Quinton. Have a great week. Thanks so much.